Now it's time for the Rural News with Sally Murphy. And Sally, prices for red meat are expected to get leaner over the next year. Kia ora Katie. Yes, red meat prices have been relatively high this year, providing good returns for farmers, but more recently they've been dropping, a trend that's set to continue as consumers tighten their spending in a recessionary environment. Rabobank's latest global protein outlook says easing red meat prices combined with higher input costs means farmers' profits will be squeezed. Analyst Genevieve Stevens says sheep meat prices are likely to, to de- decrease more significantly than beef. China is the main market for sheep meat and there's ongoing lockdowns in China and you know, a weakening economic outlook there, which brings to spending that negatively impact demand and, and prices. And if we then look to our other core sheep meat markets being Europe and the US, both of those are heading towards a recessionary environment. And, and lamb isn't really a pantry staple item. It's you know, more consumed as a, a premium product. Whereas when we look at beef, um, beef is a a pantry staple. And New Zealand's a major supplier of lean trimmings into the US market for the production of ground beef. And ground beef is used in household dishes. Um, so it's less likely to be as impacted by you know, a recessionary environment. Genevieve Stevens says competition for lamb in China and the US will likely increase next year as Australia re-enters the market after a period of rebuilding lamb numbers. The Ministry for Primary Industries says farmers failing to keep accurate stock movement records are hindering efforts to eradicate Microplasma bovis. There are currently six properties with the cattle disease in the Wakanui area of mid-Canterbury. The National Animal Identification and Tracing System, or NAIT, helps track the movement of cattle and deer and is a vital tool in a disease outbreak response. MPI Director General Director-General Ray Smith says an increased focus on pushing NATE has paid off this year with higher compliance rates. One area we have taken more action is on NATE compliance, and that has yielded a result. We've gone from 60% to 96% compliance. But we still have people, including people that get themselves tied up with the BOVIS program, who are not recording the movement of their animals. That's Ray Smith from MPI. Apple exporter Scales is still expecting to reach its forecast profit despite softer demand, fruit quality issues and shipping delays. Managing Director Andy Borland says underlying net profit for the year ended December is still expected to be in the range of $23.5 to $28.5 million, but he says it's unlikely to be at the top end of that range. Mr Apple's sales results are coming through you know, later than expected. Um, we have been infected, uh, affected in that market by the the, the China lockdowns. Um, you know, we wanted a sales uplift for the autumn festival, but you know that didn't happen because of the, you know, the the, the disruptions to, from COVID lockdowns in the China market. And he says Europe hasn't been much better. Well, Europe's been a challenging market again uh, for this year. Um, again, hit by disruptions from uh, fruit that would have normally gone to Russia from Eastern Europe. Um, you know, being in the market, but also I think. We are seeing, you know, the higher cost of living in the, in the European market, you know, hitting uh, consumption. Yeah, so it's, again, tough market. Andy Borland says it's been a tough year, but the outlook for 2023 is looking a bit better. Time to get the latest from the sale yards around the country. I spoke to our regular guest, Suze Bremner from AgriHQ, a little earlier today. Kia ora, Suze, what's been happening this week? Well, it definitely feels like we're starting to wind down to Christmas as the sale yards have been relatively quiet this week. There were a few special sales held, though. The monthly Mataferro cattle sale was on Tuesday, and that actually finished off the year for those sales. 
there were 600 cattle offered there and there was a nice line of 42 year Charolais steers that sold for $16,005, which was $3.65 a kilo. And what's happening in the South Island? Well, Tamuka was also busy on Wednesday and Thursday selling dairy beef calves, which was the first real glimpse that the South Island got into that market. There were around 1,700 Frisian bulls sold on Wednesday. That was about 300 back on last year. But even though that throughput was back, there was still a lot of calves to put through the rostrum. But the results were actually better than expected. So the tops made $440 to $540, and those around 100 to 120 kilos were $350 to $470. The dairy beef calves followed yesterday, and there were 1,800 pinned, and they also fared better than many thought they would. The bulls averaged $485, and the heifers were actually right on their tail at $475. And what's happening with the sheep markets? Well, there's actually not much to report out of the sheep sales, aside from the fact that prime ewes seem to have found a level to trade at, and while it's not a great level, at least they are now moving on. On both islands, $70 to $135 was common, though some have traded down to around $40. Store lamb trading has been very quiet, with just small numbers offered. That's Suze Bremner from AgriHQ. And just lastly, a forest consultant and geologist says farmers and foresters should be compensated for encouraging biodiversity and wellbeing opportunities on their land. Ian Moore says he's prevented flooding, nurtured trees, brought back birds and eels on his 200 hectare Whanganui farm. Environmental improvements should be part of your annual returns and you should be credited for this sort of benefit to people elsewhere. If you have a value assigned to environmental benefit, water quality, erosion minimisation, you should actually end up with a bigger tick in your bottom line accounting. Ian Moore says subsidies he's previously received for helping to stabilise soils aren't available this year and he needs consistency so he can plan long term. You can hear more from Ian on Country Life after the news at 7 tonight and tomorrow morning. And that's the rural news for this week. Koe rā te porongo o te taiwhenua.